Well, 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 well. Hello and welcome to Hell No, a true crime podcast with your host, Lauren Lucio. How is everybody doing? Um, I have decided to try something new. I'm recording in the a.m. in the morning. I just woke up and I'm recording. You might hear a bird chirping in the background because usually I record at night when everything's quiet. But I thought I would, I would, you know, mix it up, see how morning recording goes. So far, loving it. 8.42 a.m. and we are rolling. Today, I'm going to be talking about a gruesome case involving a very popular dating app. Maybe you've heard of it. Mm, Tinder? Ha 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 ha. I'm so funny in the morning. It's kind of popular. The app, Tinder. It's kind of popular. In 2021, Tinder had 57 million users, and I'm sure the number has and will increase. Right. Okay. Tinder, 57 million users, blah, 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 will increase. I have no idea how it works. I've never used it. I do. Here's what I do know about it. I know that there's two ways to swipe. There's a left and a right. One means you like the way somebody looks. The other way means you never want to see their picture again and then they disappear into the abyss of rejection or something like that. Seems stressful to me. Some people have good luck. Others end up in an awkward date situation. To a predator, it could also make for a ripe hunting ground as we will see soon. With this case, I am about to unfold in front of your eyes in the wee hours of the mid-morning. This is me drinking coffee. (laughs) Was that really gross sounding? Okay, anyway, for this case, somebody's serious, guys. For this case, we head over to Lincoln, Nebraska, USA, November 2017th, where 24-year-old Sydney Loof was scrolling through Tinder just four days before she disappeared. Sydney had matched with a woman on Tinder, 25-year-old Audrey. She was excited to meet her Tinder date. She had obviously liked her profile and photos. You, You know, she didn't swipe her into the rejection abyss. So they arranged a date just one day after being matched. So their date was for November 13th. Audrey picked Sydney up at her house and they drove around smoking some weed, chatting and having a good time. Audrey dropped Sydney off at her house that evening and the date must have went well because Sydney was telling her friend that Audrey was her dream girl and seemed really happy to have met her. She even showed her friend Audrey's profile picture on Tinder and said she was really hoping Audrey didn't have a boyfriend. So apparently this happens a lot on Tinder. Couples will seek out another woman to spice things up. And although there is absolutely nothing wrong with that at all, um, but with, you know, as long as they're being honest upfront and their intentions are clear um, and, you know, consent has been given, it's, you know, totally fine. But this wasn't something Sydney was um, looking for. She wasn't into this. She wasn't looking for it. It wasn't her, it wasn't her jam. Audrey and Sydney had been messaging each other 
a lot. And it was reported they had 140 messages between the two of them in four days. November 15th, they had arranged for a second date. Sydney went to work at her job as a cashier at a hardware store that day. She then went home, got ready for her date, and even sent out a Snapchat, which contained a selfie. Looking fresh, looking happy with the caption that read, ready for my date. Sydney's mother has Snapchat and she received this Snapchat and she took a screenshot of it and then she sent it to Sydney and she was like, what? You're going on a date? Like, what's up? And then Sydney was like, yeah. And then, you know, told her about the date she was going to go on. That evening, Audrey picks up Sydney um, at her house. Instead of driving around, they decide to go 40 minutes away to a town called Wilbur, where Audrey's apartment was. So it's 40 minutes away from Lincoln, where Sydney lives. Audrey has an apartment, basement apartment in Wilbur, 40 minutes away. That's where they drive to. I'm not exactly sure how it happened, but when they got to the apartment, inside was 51-year-old piece of shit Aubrey Trail. Audrey's sugar daddy vampire sex cult leader fucking disgusting boyfriend. And so now would be a good time to say that Audrey was not Audrey at all. She's actually 23-year-old Bailey Boswell, aka also a piece of shit. Apparently, she had been using multiple fake names on Tinder and luring unexpecting women into this weird web involving her disgusting boyfriend. So the next day, November 16th, Sydney doesn't show up to work, which alarms her coworkers. Around 5 p.m., her family reports her missing. Her phone is off. They can't get a hold of her. This is very strange behavior. They're worried. Police go and check Sydney's home. She's not there. All her lights are on. Her car's in the driveway. And her beloved cat is inside without food or water. Sydney would have never neglected her cat this way. She was known to love this cat like a child. She adored this cat. The police shut off the lights in her home so they can see during like drive-bys if the lights have come back on, which it would be an indication to them that um, Sydney has come home and she's okay and then they can go talk to her and they can, you know, clear up this whole missing persons thing. So they shut her lights off. They're driving around town. They keep driving past her house, you know, you know, within the evening, just making sure if her lights are on or still off. Sydney's friend starts to do her own detective work. This is she she's and she's good. So that friend that Sydney had showed Audrey's picture to, she just knew something had happened and she wasn't gonna sit around while her friend was missing. So she creates her own Tinder profile with the same settings that Sydney had. Eventually, she stumbles across the profile of Audrey and she swipes the whatever way you swipe, the good the yep, not the rejection swipe. She swipes the other way. The good the good swipe. Sydney's friend then tells police. So she's like, "I know that my friend was out with this girl." you know, I've created this fake profile. I have found the same girl on Tinder, like, 
I think this girl has something to do with it. So this seems like something the police should have done ASAP, but with Sydney being in her early 20s, I don't think police were alarmed. I think that, you know, they thought that she had gone out on a date and it went really well and maybe she was like out with the person for a few days or something. So the police get this information from Sydney's friend and they for some reason did act very fast on this information and they managed to gain access to Sydney's Tinder account and also track her phone records. They see all the messages and they also see the location in which her phone was shut off at. In that location, surprise, surprise, is Boswell's danky ass basement apartment. They also notice that last message from Boswell was letting Sydney know she was outside waiting for her. So the last message that, you know, the last person that has seen Sydney alive says, I'm waiting outside for you. Like, okay, this is looking like we got to talk to this girl, maybe, you know what I'm saying? So Two days after Sydney is reported missing, the police are searching that basement apartment of Boswell and her gross boyfriend, Trail. When they enter the apartment, the first thing they notice is a very, very, very strong smell of bleach. I'm talking so strong, it was suffocating. And even the lady upstairs was having a hard time with the smell in her apartment because it was triggering her asthma. The walls had been scrubbed down and no blood was found. And also, you know what else wasn't found? Boswell and Trail. They had fled. Where'd they go? Nobody knows. Looks guilty to me leaving okay so they left behind basically everything they didn't pack up their house and move they just grabbed whatever they needed and left and they also left behind some bottles of used bleach they went nuts on the bleach about a week and a half later trail and boswell are named people of interest um i would say by this point they're looking very suspicious they're the last people to pick sydney up her cell phone pinged by their house police go to their house they've clearly fled and their house stinks like bleach um i mean you don't even have to be a good investigator to put this one together so a week and a half later they're named people of interest and a facebook page is started to help find sydney i'm just going to describe and summarize what happens next because i'm not going to transcribe the entire video because that would mean I would have to watch it more than a few times and I can't do that um, mentally because the video is of Boswell and Trail and they make this post to the group. They make a video post and it's the two of them and it looks like they're in a car like the front's filming from the front seat of a car Um, And the video starts off with Boswell and she's wearing huge sunglasses, a black sweater with the hood up and she's looking into the camera and beside her you can see just a bit of Trail's face but you can hear his voice which makes me angry and he starts blathering about how people are looking for them and accusing them and slamming them crucifying them blah 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 what he's trying to do here is paint himself as a victim and it's disgusting he says he's not defending anything or trying to make people believe him classic manipulative bullshit 
And basically, he's saying they're innocent of having anything to do with Sydney's disappearance and that they aren't on the run and they're just in an unknown location and won't go home because police are there looking for them. What the fuck do they think being on the run is? Oh my God, these people drive me crazy. The Boswell, okay, then Boswell starts talking and I hate her voice. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to try to recreate her voice. Also, the way she talks, it's her voice, the way she talks, her face, all of it. Don't like it. Anyways, so she starts talking. I picked up Sydney and we went on a date and drove around and, you know, smoked some good weed. And then I dropped her off. And then for our second date, (laughs) I picked her up and we went to my apartment and I gave her a quarter of a really good weed. (laughs) And I dropped her off at her friend's house. And I'm sorry to her family, but I had nothing to do with her disappearance (laughs) she's a sweet girl and i hope she is found soon (laughs) that is literally what she sounds like like was i just her there for a second i feel like i just like transformed and i like did her voice perfectly and she was like (laughs) i gave her a quarter of really good weed (laughs) i was like bitch your weed ain't good fuck off then a few days later trail he puts up another video saying he's a bad man with multiple counts of fraud and robbery i don't know what he's trying to prove in this video but he's disgusting okay so okay so he's saying that he's a bad man and blah 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 but he's never hurt any female and he says female like female blah 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 more manipulative bullshit put out by aubrey trail Police end up picking the two up on fraud charges. They had previously stole valuable coins from an antique store and brought them across state lines and they had a warrant out for them. Um, So on November 30th, they were arrested um, in Missouri for this um, warrant they had. They found them by using Boswell's subpoenaed cell phone data. I can't believe she was on the run with her cell phone tracking her every move. Did she not know that, you know, maybe they could track her that way? Once arrested, um, they search their hotel room and they find things you would need to be on the run, like um, new burner phones and um, new clothes with the tags on it, you know, change up their wardrobe, change up their phones. Um, But they also had a weird list that the police found in boswell's bag so she had this list of names written on it and beside each name was a superpower so um trail had been telling these women that they were recruiting off of tinder or you know i think some of them were recruited off tinder and some of them maybe not he was telling them that he was a vampire and they would be his witches and boswell's queen witch i'm not even making this up this is this is for real what he was saying and that in order to get your magical powers you have to torture and kill a woman And the more torture you inflict on them, the stronger your superpower will be. So this brings me back to that list of names. He was saying he had 12 witches in his cult. So I'm just wondering if this list was those 12 witches or I'm not sure how many names were on it, but were those his witches? Um, And 
what was with the powers written beside it? Was that the powers they would get when they tortured and killed? Or is it a list of names that Trail and Boswell have killed before? Look, I'm sure police looked into the names on the list, and if all of them would have turned up dead, then we would know them as serial killers and not just a one-off um, bloodlust kill. I'm just confused by these names. I don't know much about them. There's superpowers written beside them. I think maybe they were possible recruitments for the two of them, or maybe women they had already recruited, or maybe they was just made up. Maybe they were just in their fucking fantasy world that they spent all their time in. Anyways, I'm really happy that they were stupid and got caught. They then were able to get data from Boswell's phone. They had her, in, they had, you know, they had her arrested. They had her phone. Now they could pull data from that. On the day Sydney had disappeared, they drove 200 miles around dirt roads in Nebraska. And then that is what led them to what they were looking for. Just a few days after they are arrested, the remains of Sydney Loof are discovered December 4th, scattered along a ditch 90 miles west of Lincoln, Nebraska. Her body was cut into 14 pieces. 13 of those pieces were found in garbage bags along that ditch. They never recovered her upper left part of her arm along with some internal organs such as her heart um, and some other ones. They've never been recovered, still never been found. Where did they go? The police have also obtained security footage from the day that Sydney went missing and discovered Boswell and Trail had gone on a weird shopping spree before Boswell picked up Sydney for their date that evening. Involved in this shopping spree was two meat grinders, tinfoil baking trays, which seems like, you know, they were going to be preparing some meat, which wouldn't be so weird. But along with those items on their shopping spree, they bought bleach, painter's drop cloths, a hacksaw, tin snips, garbage bags, utility knives, folding saw, and some other items uh, from multiple stores. The store security footage where Sydney worked shows Trail stalking her the day of her disappearance. Sydney didn't even know it, but she was within feet of the man who was going to murder her that evening. Sydney had no idea what Trail looked like or who he was, and she for sure had no idea it was Boswell's boyfriend. Trail and Boswell had apparently been meeting other women on Tinder and had convinced them to become part of his vampire, witch, bad check writing cult so he had had a he has a history of being arrested for um forgery writing bad checks stuff like that and he was trying to recruit women into this and he was calling it his like vampire sex cult and that you know they could be his witches and he needs 12 witches or he has 12 witches i don't know it's hard to keep track of a weird fantasy that exists in a fucking murderer's head so okay so they were recruiting women like i was saying earlier and they would also get them to partake in sexual acts as well as give them weekly allowances of $200. $200 to be part of his cult a week? I don't fucking think so. He had told them that Boswell is the queen witch and he is a vampire that can fly. <laughs> who the hell is this guy how is he walking around out in the world amongst people well he's not anymore but how was he weren't 
can't people hear what he's saying? He's a vampire that can fly and that if they want to become a witch, they would have to torture and kill other women to become a witch and get their secret power? What? Yikes. Who is believing this? Who's believing this? I don't think anyone believed it, but Boswell. If I were in this situation and this volatile fuck came up and said this to me, I'd be like, okay, fly right now. Fly. Fly off the roof of this building right now. Do it now. No? Well, okay. Bye, psycho. So what happened the night of Sydney's date in that apartment? I have read two stories of what Trail has said, which are different. One story, Sydney enters the apartment with Boswell, formerly known as Audrey, and meets disgusting man pig Aubrey Trail, where he propositions her to join them in sexual acts, become a cult member in his vampire witch fraud thieving and murder cult, to which she freaks out and he strangled her. Why would he strangle her if she freaked out? Why wouldn't you just say, yep, go ahead, go. Obviously, you're sane enough and you don't want into this weird fantasy world which involves torture and murder. Yep, just let her go. Nope, strangled her. The other story he tells is that Sydney agreed to sex acts involving two other women, but not Boswell. Boswell wasn't involved in this. He said it was two other women completely unrelated to Boswell. Like, you know, she had nothing to do with it. So with these two other women paying them $5,000. So he paid them $5,000 with these two other women and Sydney to have this sexual fantasy play out. Um, and during that, he had accidentally strangled her with an electrical cord. Once he realized he had strangled her with the electrical cord, he freaked out. He thought nobody would believe him. It was an accident. So he got to work draining her body of all of its blood because her body was drained of all the blood before it was dismembered. It dismembered her body and then threw it away in garbage bags because nobody would believe him that he strangled her by accident. First of all, people need to not say they strangled somebody by accident because it takes a long time. We talked about this in the um, Rebecca Aylwood case. It takes a long time to strangle somebody. It's not just like a quick one minute, two minute thing. It can take upwards to you know seven to 15 minutes, something like that. It's, it takes a while. So for him to say I accidentally held an electrical cord around her neck for 7 to 15 minutes, it's bullshit. Everything this guy says is bullshit. You know, and that is obviously a lie because we know they premeditated this murder to the maximum as proven with their weird shopping spree of their dismember a body DIY kit from earlier that day that they were caught on security camera getting from multiple stores. It was also reported that Boswell and Trail had plans to make a snuff film and sell it for a million dollars. I have no idea how much a snuff film goes for, nor do I want to know anything about snuff films. So I don't know if a million dollars is a regular going price. I'm not going to look it up at all, leave that up to you. But that seems pretty steep. And it also wouldn't be so far-fetched to think that they are uh, bullshitting and it wouldn't go for a million dollars because they seem to be good at bullshit. 
what the prosecutors think happened, what they laid out in court was um, that night they believe that as soon as Sydney entered the apartment that the couple attacked her, strangled her, and the entire thing was pre-planned. Um, so the autopsy report stated abrasions to her wrists, a bump on her head, bruising and bruising all over her body. I don't know if it was all over, but it said bruising to body, which to me indicates a struggle took place. And if her, if she has abrasions on her wrists, it would mean that they had been tied up. The motive seems unclear other than complete psychopaths living in a fantasy world wanting to act out on their sick thoughts. This wasn't robbery. This wasn't, you know, blackmail. This wasn't anything like that. This was this weird fantasy that they had in their head to torture and murder an innocent young woman. Now we're going to talk about the drama of Aubrey Trail's trial. So his trial started in June 2019 and he was finally sentenced in June 2021. And during the trial, he was consistently trying to say that Boswell had nothing to do with the killings and, you know, it was all him and blah, 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 which is bullshit because she was the one luring these women off Tinder to his disgusting fucking, oh, I hate this guy. Anyways, and so at one point of the trial, he yelled, Bailey is innocent and I curse you all. He then proceeded to pull out an object he had somehow hidden, a sharp object. He got a hold of, he was hiding it, and then he started he he started to stab himself. He plunged it into his neck and ripped it back um, three or four times before they could stop him. So the judge was probably banging his gavel. He was probably like, bang, 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 bang. You know, you're out of order and you're out of order. I don't know if the judge said that, but I just imagine a chaotic courtroom. They jump on top of him. There's blood everywhere. He's taken away on a stretcher to the hospital where unfortunately he didn't die. They just stitched up his neck. Um, and then the next, whatever it was, probably took a few weeks for him to heal. I'm not sure. Then they bring him back into the courtroom in his wheelchair, which he was in this wheelchair before he stabbed himself in the throat, but it never says why he was in this wheelchair or where it came from or why he needed it so like he was walking around totally fine when he murdered and dismembered Sydney's body and now that he's in court suddenly he's in a wheelchair and it's nobody ever gives an explanation as to what happened so he didn't die that day that he stabbed himself in the throat in the courtroom. But June 10th, 2021, he was sentenced to death for first degree murder of Sidney Loof. So bye bye. Bailey Boswell's trial was also in 2021. And had she been sentenced to death, um, she would have been the first woman in Nebraska to receive the death penalty. But unfortunately, she was not. November 9th, she was sentenced to life in prison without parole. You know what? Maybe life in prison will be worse for her than, you know, a death sentence. One of the saddest things about this case is that Sydney's remains were identified by a tattoo on her forearm, which read, everything will be wonderful one day imagine being the coroner on this case and that's what you have to take out of those black garbage bags is a chunk of a forearm with that tattooed on it so sad 
Sydney leaves behind her beloved cat Mimsy, a wonderful and caring mother, father, sister, and brother. For her funeral, the family requested instead of flowers that all donations go to Omaha's Henry Dooley Zoo. The service was held 11th of December 2017. I'm sure it was a beautiful Nebraskan winter service with many in attendance. It's such a sad ending to a vibrant, beautiful young woman's life. So this concludes this week's episode and also it's a reminder to be safe when you're using dating apps. Share your location with friends and family, tell them where you're going, who you're going with, make it known to your date that people are waiting for you and know where you are and who you're with and that they've also seen a photo of them. <laughs> if that's not going too far, you know, try to try to fit all that in. Also, meet them in a public a, a public place, a busy, bright public place place and do not this is the most important one do not let them know your home address if you're a true crime fan i'm going to guess you do all of this anyways i mean come on guys you can be safe and have fun at the same time right pretty sure that's a motto somewhere i'm gonna post on so i've started a a facebook group as well hell no true crime podcast facebook group as well as my instagram under the same name and there i will be posting a photo of the beautiful sydney loof and the disgusting and volatile bailey boswell and aubrey trail they're disgusting go over have a look at them you know put some faces to the names of this case so to bailey boswell aubrey trail and their fucking vampire witch sex murder torture women cult i say hell no thanks for listening and see you next week